Joining the chorus, it's time for another North Melbourne Footy Club update with Dean Vasic and special guests on Hashtag Kangaroos. Hi, this is Ben Mackay from the North Melbourne Footy Club and you're listening to another episode of the Hashtag Kangaroos podcast. Here is your host, Dean. Thank you very much, Ben Mackay. Welcome to another episode. If this is your first time listening to the show, then welcome. My name is Dean Vasic. You can find me on Twitter at hashtag Kangas, Instagram hashtag Kangaroos Podcast, TikTok hashtag Kangaroos One. So today I'm going to do a podcast on a tribute to Jack Zebu, who announced his retirement uh, at the end of the season, and the, and I wanted to talk about the impact he has had on a football club and and uh, as a general for supporters as well. Uh, I know I come on here and we have guests and we say that we he should retire and he should be delisted um, and so forth with certain individual players. And that's easy for me and whoever whoever I have on a show to say. And, you know, but at the end of the day, you know, we're talking about uh, players' careers here. You know, I mean, these players have been working very hard at a young age you know, from, you know, 10, 11, 12 through junior football, and then they get that opportunity to play AFL. You know, they put everything else aside, like uh, career paths and so forth, to really work hard at a craft. And, you know, it can be over very quickly. And it's easy for me to say who who should be delisted. And it takes an emotional toll on some individual players. And no doubt the time was right for Jack to call it, uh, call it a day, um, at this time on his career. And... Yeah, you know, but um, yeah, you know, we hardly ever see the emotional side of it and what football means to players who have been grinding, working hard, doing extra sessions, dealing with surgeries um, from multiple injuries throughout their careers. And Jack got the maximum out of himself. Out of himself, spent every bit of energy he could, and I'm glad um, he got to go out on his terms. You know, which is yeah, you know, really good. Uh, you know, you don't get that. Yeah, you know, I mean, what what would you say? Probably. Of percentage of players that get to go in their own terms, it would be less than one percent. You would have to think, um, you know, very selfless character and a great leader as well, which was um, instilled very young. I think his first year in two thousand nine, and and Danny Layley was coaching back then. Uh, already was quoting after a game, calling him a future leader of the club. Um, he spoke so well as well, always smiling and going in depth with his answers in the media and the last few years and the last few years have been tough. Um, the media have been relentless and he would just put a smile, look at them and give them a, give them a detailed answer no matter what they threw at him. Um, always in front of the camera during the tough time, not when it's easy, when you're winning, on a winning streak um, like you know, a lot of other teams do uh, and you know uh, he'll be missed and you can't help but uh, wish him well in the future. Uh, he wants to stay in football and he's, he's working uh, with the women's program at the moment. I'm not too sure what he's doing there, but I think he would be a great assistant coach for a football club. I think the best thing um, for him uh, if he went into AFL would be to go away from North Melbourne and build his skills, working with uh, other teams and other players, different personalities, and getting the best out of them. Um, he would know most North players um, if he went into an assistant role in the next couple of years, and I think it would be better to build up other skills and other relationships with another team, and or and he could always come back, you know, in the future years. Uh, he has a great attitude, uh, a winner's attitude, I believe, even though he didn't play many wins, particularly the last four years. I mean, we've been talking about the last couple of weeks. I think we've won four games in the last um, 
Yeah, we've won, sorry, 11 games in the last four years. So, yeah, it's really been um, a, a tough grind. And, you know, I mean, he, he didn't deserve that, you know. And, but he never complained. So, yeah, and it just shows a character. I mean, you've seen it this year with his positivity and body language each week that he's always trying to be positive with the guys and lift them up, no matter what the scoreboard says. And, yeah, we love you, Jack. And I'll go through his career st- statistics with you. And some of the good years, yeah, we really thrived. And then I'm going to throw you some quotes um, from his previous coaches uh, during his career. Actually, I'll do some of the quotes now. So, like, just um, mainly through Brad Scott, I think, um, you know, 2015. Uh, well, uh yeah, he re-signed for five years. Yeah, he had some good football uh, 2014. Um, and, you know, you can go on footy wire and check this out. Um, Friday 9th of October 2015, Jack Zebel will almost certainly finish a one-club player after signing a new five-year deal that ties him to Arden Street until the end of 2021. This is what his words, I've loved every minute at North Melbourne and wouldn't want to be anywhere else, Zebel said. I'm proud to be a part of what amazing culture and a place where we are primed for success. Uh, probably didn't get that one right, but um, look, that's just the positivity he had. Um, whilst this year was ultimately ultimately disappointing on field, everyone here from the players to the coaching staff to the administration know what we can achieve going forward and are aware of the hard work we need to put in. See, always positive. You know, I mean, you know, I can't even remember 2015, I think. Was that the year we made prelim? Um I believe so, and yeah, you know, he, he sort of uh, still talked us up um, back then, and just showed um, what a leader he was. Uh, 2016, uh, Thursday, 8th of December, 2016, Jack Zebel is appointed as North Melbourne's new captain for the upcoming 2017 season, and this is what Jack uh, Zebel said about that: "It's a huge honour to captain a club with such a proud history. Since my first day here, I've always wondered what it would be like to lead this great club. Um, you know, I take." Took over from Andrew Swallow. Swallow, and he sort of said, hey, Swallow has done an outstanding job and leaves some big shoes to fill. I'll definitely be leaning on Andrew for some guidance in the role. Um, Brad Scott, Sunday, the 6th of August, 2017. Um, Brad Scott, coach, uh, praises Jack Zebel after the courageous midfielder kicked the career-best five goals whilst playing with sore ribs. I think it was more than sore ribs. I think um, there's a, another um, another quote later where it's, it might have been uh, crack ribs. So Zebel is a class act. Would love to have him forward more often, but it also meant we were very thin in the midfield and we got badly beaten there in the second half. Scott said, and that's the thing. Like he could, he was, um, yeah, he could have been an elite midfielder, but we had to play him forward and where he had to kick goals. So he was rotating between midfield forward. Um, you know, during those um, yeah, uh, tough years. 2017, that was the year after, um, you know, we, we lost all, all those, uh, you know, Drew Petries, Nick Dalsano, uh, Brent Harvey's and so forth. So, yeah, this, you know, he, he's, um, he was a big part of the rebuild back then. Uh, you know, so this is his second year into his uh, captaincy. And, yeah, um, you know, 2017, he had a lot of injuries. So, yeah, uh, it says uh, 16th of September, Kangaroos coach Brad Scott praises Jack Zebel's courage again at North's best and fairest. There were times throughout the season, uh, this is a quote by Brad Scott, when he we wanted to rest him, mainly to protect him from himself because of a broken collarbone, because of cracked ribs and a severely injured toad, which he's had fixed up just recently. 
Jack simply refused to lie down and pushed through a lot of the time at his own expense. You know, and you know, was a captain from 2017, 2022, and you know, it was just, uh, yeah, his body went through a lot. And uh, you know, I mean, uh, what is it, uh, 17th of January 2023, where Jack Zeebel steps down as captain. Uh, it's been an absolute privilege to lead the North Melbourne Football Club for six seasons, a club that means so much to me and my family. The captaincy has been an unbelievably rewarding role. I feel lucky to have been given the opportunity and I'm a better person for the experience. Yeah, just always class. Just always class, always a positive attitude. And, you know, um, just matched his football. Always classy on the field as well. Although he did do a few big hits uh, during his time. I mean, I'm just going through his career statistics now. So um, 2021 was uh, his leading possession Oh, well, he got the you know average the most disposals, I should say. You know, twenty five point two disposals per game in twenty twenty one. When he moved to the back line the first year under David Noble, um, you know, average seven point two rebound fifties. Uh, he was ranked third in the competition for kicks per game in twenty twenty one. Ranked second in total total rebound fifties in twenty twenty one. Ranked tenth in total marks. Um, yeah, so he was he had a big year. Uh, especially coming off a 2020 year where he did have a lot of injuries, only averaged 7.9 disposals a game in that COVID year. And, you know, I think a lot of people were questioning, um, you know, is this the end? And that was three years ago. But he really bounced back in 2021. And that's what he always had. He always had the resilience to always bounce back, you know. Uh, 2013, averaged uh, 21.1 disposals per game, playing midfield, uh, I'll just go through how many goals he kicked. Uh, what was what was that? Sorry, that was 2013, and he kicked you know 20 goals. You know 2018 kicked 35 goals, 29. It could have been a lot better. Um, you know 2014, 2015. Uh, you know we were in prelims. He averaged 18.9 in disposals per game, 5.6 tackles um, in 2015, 4.7 tackles. Uh, you know, 3.8 clearances, uh, 4.9 clearances, and also kick goals, you know, almost averaged uh, just under a goal a game, you know, but he, he was a bit inaccurate in front of goal. Could have been a lot better. You know, in 2014, kicked 18 goals, 15, and 2015, 15 goals, 16. So, yeah, um, 276 games now, and, yeah, a stellar career, uh, to be honest with you. That's uh, started in 2009 where he broke his leg. I think he's had two broken legs in his career as well. So that's that, that gets lost a bit. And, yes, um, yeah, fantastic career. Very, very consistent there for, I think, about a seven, eight-year period, um, you know, from pretty much 2011 uh, to 2019. He averaged between 18 and 22 possessions per game. But um, and yeah, you know, close to about five tackles per game, and yeah, he was just uh, just an ultimate warrior. I mean, what, what else can you say about him? Um, and you know, to be honest with you, I'm surprised with all the things that he's gone through that he managed to make it to 30 years, two years old. Uh, obviously, in, this, in the back half of the year. Um, yeah, you know, he even said, yeah, you know, I think even Brett Ratton said, yeah, oh, he hasn't been playing. He's been playing as a sub uh, because he's had a bit of a knee issue. Who knows with him? He's probably uh, torn his ACL, but uh, for all we know. But um, yeah, just a yeah, just a warrior. And his form started to dip away. And even he said, yeah, look, I'm, I'm struggling with it. I've been struggling with injuries last second half of the year. Um, but that's just uh, what his body's gone through. I think over the course of the years, and it's caught, and it will catch up with you eventually. But um, 
Yeah, I mean, I've talked a lot about his injuries and how he persevered and he's got the, you know, and has a lot of things. But I was a bit disappointed when he said, I wouldn't have played a game if I didn't put my body through all the hard things he did. I think he undersold his skill level. No doubt his, courageous, his courage was is unquestionable. But he had decent decent foot on him. Um, that was pen- he had a really good kick that was penetrating. Um, that's why I put him in the back line. We put him behind the ball because he could kick a ball a long way. He had a good set of hands and cl- and was a clean mark. Uh, played his junior football as a forward um, and certainly had some good you know certainly took some really good contested marks up forward and and kicked some important goals. I think the Geelong game. Um, in a qualifying final all those years ago was one that uh, really stacks, sticks out for me. You know, just uh, took a really good mark. And, you know, I think uh, we just hung on. I think he kicked the last goal of the game for us to put us, I think, five or six goals up. And we we were getting overrun. So it was a pretty handy goal. But, um, you know, he was a pretty a pretty good skilled footballer. And that, and that gets lost in a bit in, all, in, in it all. And, um, yeah, I'd like to see, you know, if people sort of talk more about, you know, that he was a very good footballer, not just, uh, you know, it was hard, you know, and was, um, you know, courageous, which he, all those qualities are true. But um, yeah, he persevered through, persevered through a lot. Um, I'll go through some. Like I put a tweet out today, so I'll go through some Twitter replies as well. So um, yeah, I'll put the question out uh, this in the morning. Um, just uh, just get want to get your thoughts and memories in the in, in comments. Um, so I'll go through a few of them. So. Party Pasco at Party Pasco said his hit on Hunter Clark and a big mark in 2014 in the 2014 final against the Dons were something he remembers. Um, oh, this this guy with a shocking Twitter handle. It's got ah ha 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 ha. Uh, he's a match winner. Has to be there. Um, oh. I don't know if he was a match winner, um, but he was certainly a player that um, you know, uh, you know, you, you stood, you stood taller if you played with him. I got no doubt, you know, players really um, loved playing with him because you'd get, you know, because you'd sort of see what he, um, he, he, what he'll do on a football field, and you just want to follow and you just want to play with a teammate like that, always leading from the front. So, yeah, but yeah, and that's not unselling him that he was a match winner. He was just, uh, he was good. Like um, he, he was good uh, f- for what he did, but uh, yeah, um, yeah, and his his skills were you know something that um, yeah gets undersold and all like I just said before. Uh, th- but thank you very much for that tweet, uh, Heath G at Heath G four zero seven zero four two three seven. Unbelievable early days. Remember the game he came back again against the Dogs, and I think he kicked four, including a ridiculous goal from the boundary. Jeez, um, oh, I wish I could remember these games. My my memory's going. Maybe I'll get too old. Uh, but thanks for the tweet, Heath G. Uh, and I'm glad you remember things like that. And that's really good. Uh, Albie at P O P A L B seventy one. Zeeb's passion for our club and never say die spirit in winning every contest has always been a part of this his game. I respect without a doubt a great shin, shin boner. We will all miss him. hundred oh, percent. We will. Um, yeah. I, look. Yeah, you know, I was there when you know Glenn Archer retired, Anthony Stevens retired. Yeah, and a little bit of a little part of you that when you follow just uh, dies with it. And yeah, you know, I put this right up there with the retirement, uh, Jack Zebra retirement with the Glenn Archers and Anthony Stevens and so forth. 
Uh, Daniel Powell at underscore Daniel underscore Powell. Jack Zewell just epitomised the North Melbourne Football Club. He has blue and white blood coursing through his veins. I've always been a massive fan and it will be very sad to see him no longer putting on an NMFC jumper. He's been an inspirational leader and captain. I wish him all the best. I'm actually going to retweet that, Daniel. Very well said, mate. Yeah, and I've got no doubt if you try and take blood from him that it would be blue and white. Frank Descalzo, um, a big uh, guest on the show. I will get his thoughts on the show next week, as long as he's uh, free to come on. Uh, at Molly, Molly underscore no underscore show. I was at the BNF the year Simo handed down his number to him. Spoke to him later that evening, and he was genuinely humbled. Uh, that doesn't surprise me. He looks like a very humble uh, individual, doesn't he? Like... Um, yeah, uh, he just uh, appreciates everything that uh, yeah that uh, goes his way. Um, and I will, I'll go to, I'll put it out on Instagram as well. So Bailey Tyson, a player who epitomises what it means to be a shin boner, bleeds blue and white, and has been a warrior for our great club. It certainly has. Uh, Paul M- uh, Mil- Millist, uh, shin boner through and through. Thank you, Paul. Very much, very true. Uh, Brighton Isles, just just uh, sent the message just in time, mate. So I'll read it out now. Uh, Favourite Jack's evil moment was when he nearly spoiled a Hawks mark on the existing 50-metre line, and the Hawks player landed on his back flat on the ground, staring up to Jack Zebel, who landed on his two feet to be standing over him, looking over him, and the whole ground erupted in a roar of cheers and boos. Such an epic, epic in-your-face moment. I do remember that one. Um... Yeah, and yeah, just a little. I actually liked that. He was um, he was very unsociable, wasn't he? And yeah, I've talked about that throughout the year. We you know we've got that Jackson Archer. Uh, I spoke about it last week, actually. We've got that Jackson Archer, who's who's an unsociable footballer, and you've got to have those types of players. And that's what Jack Zebel was. He was um, he was very uh, he was very um, tough, and would get in the face of an opponent and would lead the way. So uh, in that regard, so yeah, no, nah, and look. Thank you very much to everyone that did um, reply to uh, to to um, all my Twitter uh, Twitter questions. Um, I think. Oh, sorry, I just got one here. Josh at Josh LF, LFC underscore six. His hit on Joseph. Yeah, I don't remember these ones. So, but um, yeah, I mean, there's a common theme that a lot of people remember the big things he did, like hits and important goals he kicked. So, yeah, and we've got really good memories um, from all the work he did. So, yeah, thank you very much, Jack, and thank you very much to all you live listeners for you know uh, putting in replies in the comments as well. So, all I can say is thank you, Jack, for all your hard work and all the best in the future after the next month. Um, finishes up. Um, it sounds like, you know, judging from his interviews, that it will finish up uh, with a Melbourne game. Um, come, like, uh, not the, against Melbourne, uh, with a Melbourne game. Um, I think we might have Richmond second last round. Um, uh, I don't think it'll be Essendon next week. I mean, that that, that wouldn't be bad um, because I wouldn't mind beating <laughs> To be honest with you, it might just give us a little bit of a spur. Um, and yeah, so today I will leave a shout out to Jack Zebel. And if you didn't hear his retirement speech yesterday, I'll have that for you after this as well. So you can hear how much this football club means to him and has meant to him. I'm sure a lot of you, uh, lovely listeners have heard it, but I'll put it on straight after this. So have a listen if you want to, or 
yeah, that's it. Um, anyways, I, I just want to do a tribute show for him. If Ben Cummington or something, or Todd Goldstein retires, I'll probably do another one, to be honest with you, about those, because those are great individuals as well. But I'm not too sure. Jack Siebel said he hasn't heard anything about those two individuals retiring. So, yeah, it's, it's a little bit of an end of an era now. And uh, maybe it's not a bad thing, because we, we haven't been winning many games. So maybe it's the start of a new era. Um, you know, uh, the, the new world order of North Melbourne. So, yeah, we'll uh, we'll see how we go. Anyways, look, yeah, if you want to listen to the Jack Zeeble interview, I'll put that on now. But uh, bye for now and go Roos. Let's get the win against the Eagles tomorrow. Thank you, everyone, for being here this morning. Uh, I'd like to announce that this year will be my last and I'll be retiring at the end of the season. On one hand, it's always a hard decision to give up the thing you love most. Uh, but on the other, I think my body will thank me for it. I've given everything I can for this footy club, but I think the time is right for me to pass the baton to you boys and take this club forward. Footy is all that I know, and from arriving at Arden Street as a chubby 17-year-old to leaving as a bit of a banged-up 32-year-old, uh, I feel content, I feel proud, and I feel grateful. So I don't want this to be the, the world's longest farewell tour, so my focus will still be on helping our team any way I can over the next four weeks. And I have so many people to thank, but I'll get through the season first and I'll express my full appreciation um, in due course. It's a bit of a surreal feeling, uh, one that I won't probably be able to fully reflect upon until the final siren goes in my last game, but I'd love to be able to share a little glimpse of what this club means to me. From arriving at Arden Street, when, a few boys remember this, when the resources were minimal, no better than our local clubs back home in Mining Wodonga, to the elite facilities we now call home. From this time I walked into the place, I felt right at home and I've made some amazing friendships and connections along the way. One thing that has remained the same throughout the entire 15 years of my career is the character and care of the people within the four walls of our club. It's our difference, it always has been, and it's those people that have shaped me not only as a footballer, but as a person. This is a special place and I'll always cherish being a part of this club. Never in my wildest dreams did I think I'd play over 275 AFL games and be fortunate enough to captain our great club for over six years. To start and finish as a one-club player is something I'll be forever grateful for. From winning big finals to losing by 100 points, maybe one or two too many times, and all the emotions that come with it, what I've learned is to be grateful for the good times and to stick together as a club during the more challenging times. I think back to those finals wins in 2014 and 15 and how amazing the feeling around the club was and I truly believe we are putting the building blocks in place right now to eventually go further than that. Someone once said to me, it goes quickly and that it does. The one thing I wanted to achieve personally, every single game I played was to be the best teammate I could be and someone my teammates could rely on. And upon calling time, you realise it's not about the personal accolades or your win-loss ratio. It's about the relationships you make, the friendships you have, and the memories you'll take long after your footy career is over. It's pretty good, Toddy, one page before I started choking down, mate. <laughs> I'm aware we've got training this afternoon, so oh, I don't want to be here all day to thank everyone personally. As I said before, I'll look forward to having those conversations with you all in the next month. But very briefly, to all my teammates, um, currently um, past and present, I'm going to really cherish these last four weeks um, being your teammate and know 
You'll always have my support in the future. Thank you to my coaches. Um, had a few over the so you've all had an immense impact on me, both as a person and as a player. Thanks for backing me and believing in me. Tell the to do something. Um, thank you to the board and the football department staff, uh, especially in the room, along with all the staff that have been involved in my journey. I appreciate and value your investment into me as a footballer and as a person. Um, to the medical team, we've probably spent a bit too much time together, probably more than we both would like to, but thank you for continuously helping me, trusting me, and allowing me to safely push the boundaries of what's possible to play with, and I hope I can roll out a bit a little easier next year. To my family and friends, especially my parents, mum and dad, the old boys here today, made a trip, thanks for that dad. It takes a village, and I'm so appreciative of the unconditional support. And love over the journey. To my wife, Shan, and Pippa, um, without question, you've always put me and my career first. Your sacrifice, love, Shan's your rose-colored glasses, um, have kept me balanced and put life into perspective during some very tough times. I'm forever grateful, and I can't wait for our next chapter as a family. And in closing, what I look back and think of these years, the memory I'll treasure most is pulling on the North Melbourne jumper with my teammates and having my family and friends supporting me. This is a special club, boys. We're all very lucky to be a part of it, so embrace it and enjoy it. Thank you.